Welcome to another episode of A Dead Letter, where we delve into the mysterious and unexplained phenomena that have fascinated humans for centuries. In today's episode, we will explore some of the most intriguing and spine-tingling aspects of the paranormal world. From ancient folklore to modern-day sightings, these phenomena have captured the imaginations of people across the globe and continue to spark curiosity and wonder in those who seek to understand the mysteries of the universe. So sit back, relax, and join us as we embark on a journey into the unknown, exploring some of the most fascinating and eerie aspects of the paranormal world. So uh, welcome back, guys. Um, I'm over here in a mini vacay in uh, Northern California, over here in San Francisco, uh, trying to infiltrate the 49ers uh, camp, trying to steal their secrets so I could then share them to the Broncos so we could start winning. Uh, but just real quick before we begin, you guys know the drill. Uh, quick shout out to Bold Talk by Joe, The Thing About Us, The League of Kings, The Conversation Cabin, Shadows in the Attic, The Parallel Boys, formerly known as The Parallel Discussion, Marmel Games, which is on YouTube, uh, Brutal Bizarre Boozy, and Beyond the Shadows podcast. Check them all out. Give them rating, like, and subscribe. Because that shit helps. That's pretty much like, aside from money, it's probably the only other thing that's motivating us to keep doing this. Uh, the more people that like it, the more likely we're, you know, to put out an episode or more willing, you know. Um, but yeah, any any little thing helps. So today's episode is pretty much like a, uh, you could probably say listener requesting. It's a little change from what I usually do. Um, but it's, uh, it's going to be on La Mano Peluda or the hairy hand. Um, and that's like a Mexican radio station that would share, you know, horror stories, paranormal stories. And it's kind of what influenced me. And I'm pretty sure influenced other podcasts that I listen to. Um, and I'll give my shout out to, I think, uh, Hablemos Lo Que No Existe, uh, Podcast Paranormal, uh, Podcast Extra Normal, Y uh, Relatos de la Noche. They're obviously in Spanish. Um, usually, I guess the main reason why I don't give them a shout out is because if I'm in the U.S., most of my listeners are going to be English listeners. And if I tell them, hey, man, listen to a Spanish podcast, they're like, oh, shit's fucking Spanish. Like, I'm going to listen to this shit, <laughs> you know, or maybe they are. Maybe they're Hispanic. I don't know. But like those are ones that I listen to. Like, you know, they inspire me to do this shit uh, and they have really good stories, really good ones, like really good ones. So let's begin. Uh, La Mano Peluda, a name that sends chills down the back of many Mexicans, is a legendary radio show that captivated audience with spine-tingling tales of the paranormal and supernatural for decades. This chilling and immersive program has woven itself into the fabric of Mexican culture, becoming a staple of late-night radio. Join me as we explore its origins, evolution, and enduring impact it has on Mexican radio and society. La Mano Peluda first emerged from the ether of the Mexican airwaves in 1995. The show was created by Mario Cordova, and the first host of the show was Ruben Garcia Castillo. In 1989, the renowned radio personality Juan Ramon Sainz took over all up until 2010. Everybody knows who Juan Ramon Sainz But from 2010 to 2018, it was hosted by the return of Ruben 
Garcia Castillo. Science, who had already made a name for himself in Mexican broadcasting, wanted to create a program that would cater to people's fascination with the unknown. The name La Mano Peluda, which translates to the hairy hand, was carefully chosen to evoke a sense of dread and curiosity. And I think another side note, I think I remember them saying they chose name because um, fact checkers, you guys could check this shit. But it was because I think back then, I think La Mano Peluda or the hairy hand was used as kind of a punishment. So like, hey, man, go, your, go do your fucking chores or else the hairy hand's going to come get you at night. And I think that's how they kind of got it, you know. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I didn't double check that shit. That's why I'm just putting it in here as I'm doing this shit live from the back of an alley in San Francisco. The show was a departure from the typical radio programming of the time. Instead of music or news, La Mano Peluda offered listeners a unique and spine-tickling experiences. The format was simple but effective. Callers would dial in to share their own supernatural experiences, whether encounters with ghosts, UFO sightings, or unexplained phenomena. Signs with his deep, soothing voice would listen attentively to their stories, adding a layer of authenticity and empathy that resonated with the audience. Over the years, the show evolved and expanded its reach. La Mano Peluda became a platform for ordinary people to recount their extraordinary experiences, and it was not limited to the tales of horror and the supernatural. Listeners began to share their deepest fears, insecurities, and emotional traumas, turning the show into a cathartic and therapeutic experience for both callers and listeners. So pretty much if you're a fan of La Mano Peluda, like me, you probably know its most famous tale. So let's get into it. One of the most famous stories is the one of 20-year-old Jose or Josue Velasquez, who called the show to tell his tragic tale. In 2002, Science received a call from a Josue Velasquez, a Mexican who had immigrated to the United States in search of the famous American dream. During this journey, him and his family had dealt with many obstacles and hardship. In his story, Velasquez said that even when they overcame great financial problems, they eventually gave in and succumbed to evil. Velasquez admitted on air to selling his soul to the devil. Velasquez said that he performed favors for the man because of the help he gave him. According to Velasquez, on the night he made a pact with a demonic entity of the underworld to improve his status and situation. The same entity then asked for a sacrifice, a sacrifice of a family member. Velasquez ended up choosing his grandmother. He killed her and the demons granted his wish, but with one condition. He could not share his wealth with anyone or else he would be cruelly punished. Velasquez revealed that because of this, his family began to distance themselves from him, and when he sought to get rid of the pack, the demons tormented him, so he decided to call La Mano Peluda for help. That night, in 2002, Sands listened carefully to Velasquez's story until the young man began to scream through the phone, asking for help, claiming that the demons wanted to kill him for telling him about his experience. Suddenly, communication was lost, and during a commercial break, the experience 
driver, who was also on set, called for a pastor to help him up. After a few minutes, the situation returned to normal, and the program ended. Velasquez's story did not end here, though. A few days later, a worried science contacted him a couple of times to see how he was doing. But as time went on, the relationship was lost. The last thing that was known about Velasquez was that he was hospitalized in Cali due to an alleged attack by demons. Fast forward to 2011, a TV program called Extra Normal had decided to take up the case and bring the two together, Velasquez and Science, for an interview. Velasquez at first refused, but later agreed after making a couple of demands. The first was that they did not reveal his face, and the second was that he should be surrounded by water. The interview took place by the river. They both told their stories and seemed to have fixed the estranged relationship they had. This is when some odd occurrences began to happen. A few days after the interview, one of the cameramen involved underwent emergency surgery. The programmer's researcher, Mario Strada, suffered a horrific car accident that almost killed him. And our beloved science was later hospitalized due to an acute peritonitis, which eventually took his life. Now, disclaimer, the doctors who treated him stated the problem arose from a bacteria. But the followers of La Manapaluda attributed science demise to Velasquez. Some of them believe that Velasquez's demands for the interview were actually part of a ritual and that he had offered science to the devil in order to be free from the pact. Was Velasquez responsible for science's death? Look, the episode is out there on YouTube, and if you're brave enough, you should listen to it. Um, it is pretty rough in a sense as it starts out normal. And then you could begin to hear as like, I think something's tormenting the caller, which is Velasquez. You hear maybe door slamming, things being thrown at him. I think in a moment you probably hear his dishes rattle and stuff. And it's only until the driver gets the pastor that the pastor starts like saying some rites or some shit like that, some verses, that things start to come down. But it's pretty strong. It's pretty scary, but it's out there. It's on YouTube. You know, so if you're brave, just give it a listen. What set La Manapaluda apart from other radio shows was its unique blend of horror, empathy, and authenticity. While skeptics dismiss the stories as mere superstitions, the show's popularity continued to grow. The program achieved cult status, developing into a dedicated fan base that eagerly awaited each broadcast. Sane's approach of treating each caller's experience with respect and seriousness endeared him to the audience and made them feel valued. Unfortunately, like many radio programs, La Mano Peluda faced its share of controversies and challenges. Some critics accused it of exploiting people's fears and gullibility, while others argued that the show perpetuated a culture of superstition and pseudoscience. Despite these criticisms, the program preserved, maintaining its loyal listenership. The legacy of La Mano Peluda endures to this day, even as the world of radio has transformed in the digital age. Juan Ramon Sainz may have passed in 2010, or correction, 2011, but his creation lives on through the reruns, online archives, and the enduring impact has had on Mexican culture. 
The show's success paved the way for other paranormal and supernatural programs, demonstrating the enduring fascination people have with the unexplained. In the end, La Mano Peluda is more than just a radio show. It's a culture phenomenon that has left that has left an indelible mark on Mexican society. It provided a platform for people to share their deepest fears and experiences, and in doing so, it created a community that embraced the mysterious and the unknown. While some may dismiss it as mere entertainment, La Manos Peluda's lasting impact on Mexican radio and culture is a testament to the enduring allure of the supernatural and the human need to explore the unexplained. I guess like I said in the beginning, um, it had inspired a lot. I mean, like I named a couple podcasts already. Um, Hablemos de lo que no existe, uh, Podcast Extra Mal, Relatos de la Noche. I mean, those motherfuckers probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him, you know. He showed that there's an audience for that, that there's people that like that, you know. Uh, but this, but another thing I want to throw out there, like, um, if you ever noticed, a lot of these people recall listening to that show with their parents, you know. And I think that's probably where I also could say, having, you know, I listened to it too. I would watch these things with my dad, you know. Like, I remember him, we would watch um, this other, I would say, um, wild show. I think it's called Primer Impacto. Or um, there's another one too. I switched his name, but they would come on like on the Spanish channel like at night, and they would talk about this supernatural and paranormal shit, you know. And then we would either listen to this, um, and we would talk about it, you know. I was I was a kid, so I don't really know much, but I would hear his thoughts, and he would tell me, you know. And then I just tied it back to the other one too, because like we also we also used to listen to um, Love Line, which is another radio show. So I think like this show is really more than just the paranormal. You know, that it was, it's bringing families together, you know, it's like one of those things that you remember fondly, you know. And uh, that's it for today's episode of A Dead Letter. If you have a parental story to share, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me through the Instagram page, A underscore dead underscore letter underscore podcast. And uh, don't forget to like, share and subscribe.